Well, I find it hilarious that people were arguing with the makeup designer on Instagram about whether or not that was Colin Farrell. But I, to be honest, I don't blame them because Colin Farrell is unrecognizable. I would not he have is. known it was him if it wasn't confirmed. Astounding makeup job. Yeah. Dude, after you sent me that, that text earlier, I looked at Mike Marino, who did the makeup on, on Colin Farrell's his Instagram page, and I saw it, and it's like, people were like, that doesn't prove anything. And he's like, dude, I did the makeup on him <laughs> for the movie. I did the makeup. It's him. It's him in the makeup. That's right. the character. People are still like, that doesn't prove that he's the penguin. I'm like, dude, fans, seriously? Circa 2020? You're really going like, to argue with the guy that did like the makeup for the fucking fans. movie? The Epic Film Guys Podcast. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Epic Film Guys Podcast, where something has happened to Justin, ladies and gentlemen. He Batman. is. He's concerning me, guys. Batman. He's really concerning me. Batman. He's just kind of been like this ever since we started prepping to get ready Batman. to record. Just there's a guy. He wears a cowl and looks like a bat. <laughs> I think. Batman. I think he's excited to talk about Batman. But uh, yeah, we are covering, ladies and gentlemen. Everything we're gonna go over, well, most everything that was unveiled, teased, sneak previews, everything, trailers that we saw from DC Fandom this past weekend. Tons and tons and tons and tons of stuff, including, yes, trailers for Wonder Woman 1984, Matt Reeves, the Batman, and uh, the Snyder Cut of Justice League, as well as a featurette for James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. All sorts of news, tons and tons and tons of stuff. If you're a DC fan, you've got to be legitimately creaming in your jeans just like our very very own got a podcast and that's a lot of cum batman justin's really excited about batman so we're gonna instead introduce our beloved amazing beautiful wonderful loy sauce thank you for that lovely introduction nick that was very touching how are you batman no he's got me doing it fuck (laughs) god oh so now I have I have not and I I okay so I have did this on purpose just to give Justin blue balls for my reaction for the trailer. I have not watched the trailer for Matt Reeves the Batman yet. Of oh course. my god, we're going to get your live reaction. Yep. I wanted to I wanted to be able to 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 literally give you guys my my unfiltered thoughts as soon as I watch it, literally as soon as it's it's into my eyes, we're going to be spinning audio about it and See, and, and this will be a great perspective it. because Justin has watched it 15,000 times. Oh, I'm sure. And you I have bet not he was working from all. home today, and I bet you he just fucking had it on an endless repeat <laughs> on his fucking TV. <laughs> I didn't even, I, I, half the time I wasn't even listen, watching it. I was just listening to it over and over and over and over and over and over again. See, so it's going to be, yeah, I, I really, I, I wanted to, to kind of have a little bit of a, a little bit of a different perspective going into it. Justin, of course, is here. Justin, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Batman. Lots of Batman. He said Batman, that he sucked Bat the blood from the penis and put the balls in his mouth. <laughs> Keaton Batman and Pat- Battinson and lot. But you know, enough about Batman for the moment. Enough about me. Loisos, some big shit hit with you this last weekend. Alamo yes. DC is open again. Real good and tight. I was there last night for a drive-in, a drive-in presentation of Jaws. 
That's right. Wanted to open the floor for you, baby. You got to talk about this thing. This is a big thing. This is a big thing. So drive-ins have kind of been making a a resurgence uh, due to the COVID-19 pandemic. And um, I guess that inspired us to come up with this this exciting new concept. We've been working with One Loudon to develop the Alamo Drafthouse drive-in. So um, from now until... November or December or whenever weather permits, um, are we're going to have drive-in screenings to kind of, you know, extend the Alamo experience to, um, you know, to that big empty lot that just sits there <laughs> where the carnival goes and where the farmer's market is and everything. So um, it's, it's really exciting. Our grand opening is uh, next Thursday, uh, the 27th with the New Mutants. Uh, we have Bill and Ted face the music and advanced screenings of Tenet, early screenings of Tenet coming to the drive-in. So we're all very excited about that. Um, and it works. Uh, it, it seemed to work pretty smoothly at the soft open. You just pre-purchase your food, uh, your food and beverage when you purchase your ticket. Um, when you get there, we bring the food and drink right to your car. You tune in your AM FM radio to hear the movie. And we have a massive 52 by 22 foot screen. Um, it is an inflatable screen, but it's a, it's not a rinky dink thing. It's a massive, very, very expensive listen, screen. Listen, I'm a so. stickler. I'm a stickler for, for, for great imagery for presentation. Great, yeah. Yes. Presentation. And I got to say, I saw jaws last night there at the soft opening, which Alamo is so amazing for doing like a free thing for the public to come in and check it out and have a good time and be like, Hey, you love Alamo. Come support this. Come back. Uh, and I, I loved it. it. Jaws looked beautiful. It sounded great in my car system and everything, and everything went very smoothly. So I'm happy to be back there, and I'm happy that it's available to people to come out and experience films again at the Alamo Draft House. So I just I wanted to make sure that you got a chance to mention that because it's such a big deal for our area, especially I know a lot of other areas in the country. Uh, Regular theaters are opening, and of course, the Alamo DC is opening the regular theater inside as well. But I mean, drive-ins are where it's at right now. Like for me, last weekend, uh, I went and saw Casablanca at Family Drive-In out in Winchester, a vintage drive-in theater. It was amazing, and drive-ins are where it's at right now. So, I mean, any possibility to get that theatrical experience is a special one right now. So, it's definitely one that you have to take advantage of. Yeah, if you're a, if you're a drive-in movie theater owner, basically. Bitches can't get enough of my stuff. That's, I mean, that's 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 pretty much. I'm glad that they're seeing a resurgence. It's really really nice. Sad thing for me is is there's no drive-ins anywhere close to an like an hour for me at least to be able to go to a drive-in. So unless my local theater reopens or unless some blessing descends upon us from on high, which there's no way that we're ever going to get like a giant and it, like, it'd be perfect too. Cause you know how they have all that farmer's market stuff, Justin and Vestal, like across from where the entrance of the town square mall is like that area over there. I know, I know for a fact that like the dealership that's right there, I think it's a Kia dealership. They've done screenings of movies on like big, like inflatable drive-in screens. This was pre COVID even. So the problem is, is you'd have nobody in like the only theaters we have in town are Regal and AMC. Like it's just never, it's just never going to happen. Like I really, 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 really doubt that it would ever happen. And you know, I can hold out hope. I don't know when my local theater is reopening, if it's reopening, what the case may be. So we are going to roll with the punches on the Epic film guys. Like we have been, like we did the Canon quarantine stuff. Canon stuff is done. We didn't mention it last week when we, when we talked to duty, 
did Mortal Kombat. That was a great episode. Thank you so much, Duty, for coming Duty's on. Duty's man. Sam, for movie reviews and 20 cues, basically, as soon as he listened to the episode, he threw the gauntlet and he's like, we're doing Annihilation. I'm coming on the show with you guys and Duty and we're going to do it together. So we are going to start putting that together. Specifically, Nick, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Mortal Kombat not Annihilation. The, Sorry. Yeah, not, not, the Natalie Portman. Portman. Not, not, not the movie that we all liked and not that, that had Natalie Portman. No, no, no. no. Yeah. Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Uh, Sam for Movie Reviews and 20 Cues is going to be on. I'm going to be on his show again in uh, October, early October, talking about The Social Network, the best movie of the last decade, which I cannot wait for. Uh, it's going to be very, very exciting. So. Yeah, we're going to definitely put that in, in process for you guys. More Wait a minute, you said the, 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 the best movie of the last... The, I didn't hear you say Halloween 2018 in that <laughs> sentence. <laughs> <laughs> you could talk... Listen, you could talk to Duty about where that movie ranks on his uh, best I, of the I decade I plan to. List. That motherfucker comes on hear, here and I tries hear that, challenging me. I want to hear that podcast. I want to get him... To talk about Halloween? we got to get Ooh. somebody else that shits on it, and we got to get you and Paul... In the in the in the opposing side, it can you know. And Dude, on the movie journey, on the movie uh, journey, they do movie mass debates where they have people on one side and people on the other to argue. That would be a great, great, great Hendo. If you're listening to this, condolences by the way. Uh, Hendo just lost his dad. Uh, I all saw the love, that. Oh. All the love uh, from the epic film guys, uh, from us, from our listeners, from everybody. Uh, our condolences to you, brother. But uh, yeah, Hendo. Seriously, that would be a great movie mass debate. Justin, Paul, Duty. And I don't know. I don't know how they felt about Halloween 2018. Get somebody in there. Else, somebody else that hates it would be perfect. <laughs> I'll just phone up James Jude Courtney. You know, the shape himself, I'm Michael sure Myers. Liked it, and, though. We need another person like, on yo, Duty's side. Yo, dude, you want to come on the show again? And I think we'll wait. Well, I think we'll wait till next year when Halloween Kills actually comes out to bring him back on the show again. But y'all know that i'm gonna spend halloween this year doing every single thing that i possibly can to enjoy myself so it, it is what it is i'm not getting my halloween movie this like, year but do you like halloween movies do you like like october do you like that season uh well nick it's the first time i'm hearing I, this i drank a pumpkin spice dunkin donuts coffee iced coffee your favorite today just for you baby and tomorrow, Starbucks officially opens their pumpkin spice, even though I had it three weeks ago, because I know somebody. That somebody is a patron of ours, and he asked me not to tell anybody that I got it from him. Brady. <laughs> Thanks for that coffee with that pumpkin spice in it from, like, weeks ago before anyone had it available. Awesome, dude. Um, but, yeah. We got lots of stuff coming for you guys on the Epic Film Guys podcast. We're going to give you every single thing that we possibly can. Lots and of yes, stuff. Yes, it's going to be a great time. But tonight, it's all about DC stuff. And I'm sure Nick is extremely yeah, you excited. You don't want to talk about the Thing reboot? You don't want to talk? You don't want to do, you don't touch um, on that? What's to say about it? Um, <laughs> Carpenter found out that he made a lot of money for doing nothing on the 2018 Halloween movie. And he's like, hey, I just have to put producer credit on this movie and sit around for an hour or two a day. Put my stamp on it and, and get a check. Listen, if it's a Blumhouse, like I said, uh, our, our great friend and patron, Jared Taylor, Destruction in a Human Form, posted it in our fan group, The Hopesters Dumpster, earlier today. And what I said on that was, hey, if they at least attempt some practical effects in it and Carpenter's involved, if it's Blumhouse, I have, I really do have some faith. Jason Blum is really great with bringing back old well except for black christmas uh maybe i'm wrong here maybe i maybe i misspoke i don't know but for the most part 
he knows how to handle old franchises to bring them back and, and, and do something new and fresh with them. So we'll see. I mean, I'm really conflicted about it. I don't. I mean, I know I, <sighs> Caleb from Netflix and Swole, this is his favorite movie of all time. So I know he's got reservations. I basically just said, use more Kone's score, you cowards. Like don't give it. I don't mean, write another fucking score for it. Just use I the mean, same dude, goddamn score. Carpenter's movie was a remake of the original, the thing from another planet in the first place, and then they tried, you know, another thing movie, well, the, the prequel. Yeah, yeah. Which, which I think I've still never seen, but it was not terrible. It was. It wasn't the fog, ladies the, and gentlemen. But the movie was like it wasn't the, the that, monsters. But. The monster was CG though. It wasn't. There was a couple practical shots, right? Right, yeah. Brian. It wasn't just that it was CG; is that they did the entire. All the creature effects were practical, every single one. And then they went through and, right? They digitally went over and erased everything and replaced yeah. it with CGI. Then That's, the effects team, then um, the effects. I. Um, yeah, no words. I, I just want to leave, yeah, just, we'll just leave the silence in there. Just uh, yeah. Well, no one, no one remembers that movie exists. And keep in mind, that movie was called The Thing, too. Yeah. They, and they didn't the call practic- it anything else. They just called it the thing again. So the, the practical effects team uh went and did their own movie called The Void. So if you want to basically see the practical effects that were supposed to appear in the thing, uh check out The Void. It's I think it's on Shutter right now. I loved The Void. I have the tank top that Cavity Colors did. Fantastic creature feature. Check it out. But we but- don't need to see a mo- uh, another remake of The Thing without practical effects. Dude, give me a fucking sequel. That's why that's why that film works as good as it does is because the practical effects are outstanding. They are literally fantastic. Like you can't they don't even you don't even need to enhance anything with CG. Just legitimately just let the practical dude, effects speak for themselves, which, but then again, what, like when you approach it from that Avenue, like that's the only reason I wanted to bring it up before we get into the DC stuff. Hardcore is because what can you possibly bring to a thing remake that the 1982 film did not already do? What can you possibly nothing. add to it? Nothing. And Rob Boutine, who did all the special effects, monster makeup, all the fucking practical animatronic, all that stuff that he did, the puppets, you name it. The guy that basically created the visuals that you love so much about the thing, he retired. Rob Boutine doesn't do makeup effects. You can't even find him. He won't do conventions. He won't sign your fucking thing poster. He doesn't do anything. So uh, if he was involved as a creative, uh, you know, maybe on a wing and a prayer somehow carpenter still got his number in the old rolodex and all well, like of course hey, he does what do you think buddy if boutine came back as just someone that was seeing over the project consultant, consultant there the, you go the, that's the word the, i'm looking to the, for uh, to the visual yeah. effects artists that are going to work on you know whatever but yeah that's i just don't know what else you bring to it i don't know what else you bring to it i don't see unless you just want to modernize the film like unless you want to keep it very 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 much the same but just modernize it somewhat but you know, I mean, Hollywood's going to remake movies. That's what Hollywood does. Like Hollywood's just going to do what Hollywood does. So I just, yeah, make it practical effects for the love of fuck. Don't, don't, <laughs> I love the Morricone score. Please, for the love of God, don't get rid of it. And don't you dare, well, dare well, use CGI. Well, what, what you're referring to, Nick, is the Morricone score mixed with Alan Howarth and John Carpenter's score mixed in with the Morricone I score because <laughs> this many fucks I'm holding up a zero ladies uh, and I'm gentlemen I'm just saying I'm just also, saying because this is what, the what, motion my hand makes <laughs> when it slips over my never mind 
what slips over the dick in someone's mouth. That guy felt my pee pee. I tried. Night. I tried to make that work. I I, uh, I really did. But yeah, but you I failed. Just, I wanted to bring it up. I just wanted to bring it up really quick because I know I I know you had to have thoughts on it. So I just wanted to get it out there before we get into DC fandom. And I mean, there's so. There's so many things to touch on fandom. So why don't we do this, gentlemen? Let's go ahead and we'll run into a quick break. And then when we come back, we're just going to start with news. We're going to start with all the different news items. And then we actually get to do epic previews. We haven't done epic previews on this show in ages. I'm really excited to do epic previews and What's talk epic about all previews? these trailers in the back I don't half even, of the show. I don't even know what that is. I'm, I, I, was I drunk the past four years or something? Definitely. Every show? 100%. Okay. Without question. So I just like don't know that we have a segment called epic previews on no. the show you know basically this he said that he sucked the blood from the penis and put the balls in his mouth that's that's the beginning and the end of it but uh, mm, yeah ladies okay. and gentlemen stay stay with us for the break uh and then we will be right back and we're going to start talking about all of the news and everything from dc fandom Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Epic Film Guys podcast. Thanks for sticking with us. And we are going to talk about something very exciting that happened over the weekend. Um, I thought I was burnt out on superhero movies. I don't know about you guys. So imagine my shock when I actually got genuinely excited for DC fandom. I'm Batman. Yes. Well, get to that, Justin. Uh, but before that, um, I just want to make mention that, like, this is the model. This is the way to do a fan expo and reveal event, in my opinion. Because what I've always said about these things is that you have to bring your big guns when you when you do an event like this. And DC Fandom, and uh, they really did. They brought the big guns, exciting news, trailers, all of that. Diverse panels that included not just filmmaker uh, and acting talent, but fans as well, which I think was a great touch. Um, fr from what I watched, and I didn't watch the entire thing uh, because I have a life, and over the weekend I was doing 15-hour shifts for the drive-in, um, but from what I saw, it ran extremely smoothly, no major hiccups, and we got to see some awesome content, and we got to see, or we got to hear about some news. Uh, and I know Justin's been itching to talk about this. Justin, did you want to talk about The Flash? I'm Batman. We'll, yeah. We'll get to <laughs> we'll get to Batman, damn it. Every time no, he does that, that, every time he does that from now on, I'm just going to respond with Loy Sauce's catchphrase of Bazinga. Please Listen, go. The whole reason why we all care about the Flash movie, the only reason anyone gives a flying fuck about the Flash movie is because we're not getting one Batman. We're getting two Batmans. 
Ben Affleck is confirmed to return as his version of Batman for The Flash. We already talked about Keaton returning a few months ago, but in this press release, it was confirmed by Vanity Fair that Michael Keaton is officially returning as his version of Batman from 1989, Tim Burton's masterpiece in the Flash movie. On in top the of Flash that, movie. On top of that, we're going to have we got concept art, official concept art released by the studio that showed Michael Keaton's Batman in the 89 suit standing behind with his cape billowing in the wind which looked like Gotham, to be honest with you, behind Ezra Miller's Flash. How am I not supposed to be excited for that? When the news landed, it was like a fucking atom bomb all over me. I definitely came in my pants a hundred fucking times that day. All right, um, well. I'm just saying, listen, for anyone. Listen, loy sauce, loy sauce. You got to squirt that freely. In your own words. <laughs> a casual fan would be excited about this, but seriously, People that listen to this show for a long time, and I say that all the time, but they know who I'm talking to. They know that Keaton's my number one, and that Nick and I love Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, and that Lois Haas is totally wrong about was, the movie, and I we're right. I was legitimately watching Batman versus Superman when Justin texted me and told me that news. I was legitimately watching that movie. Like, but right my, before the scene where the Capitol blows up, I believe. He's my number two on-screen <laughs> live-action Batman. So the fact that we're going to get both of those guys in the Flash movie, directed by Andy Muschietti, um, that's enough to get me excited. So I'll shut up for a minute. I'd love to hear what you guys have to say about it. I mean, we don't know what the movie's really necessarily going to be yet, except for there's going to be time travel and parallel universes and all that nonsense. Nick knows more about the comic storyline than... I think all three of us, but for me, that's enough to get me excited for a Flash movie. It should just be called Batman, <laughs> the Flash underneath it in very small letters. But whatever. I'm intrigued still. We talked about we talked about when when this news initially broke, when it was rumored still that you know it's going to be Flashpoint. I mean that's that's what it's going to be. And I mean again, Flashpoint was this entire huge continuity rewriting thing in in dc continuity i'm pretty sure it's what launched the new 52 line of dc comics i don't read comics but i know like enough pop culturally about comics but i mean basically it involves like a whole bunch of different and dc's done things like that with like crisis on infinite earths and different things over their history where they just want to shore up continuity issues or whatever it's going to be interesting especially now that there's two batman in the film it's going to be really interesting to see how maybe this plays into it i'm almost getting like realistically like maybe like some kind of doctor who kind of thing like where they have multiple doctors and some of those big like specials and whatnot like maybe it's just because the flash alters the timeline or whatever like all of a sudden keaton's batman crosses over into like the dceu reality or whatever the case may be don't necessarily know exactly what they're going to do with it still but I'm, I'm 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 more excited now i'm even more intrigued now i'm still excited for just like a flashpoint movie and i'm so excited for you know it's something that like i mean it really really seems like 
DC's trying to put their ducks in a row here. They're really trying to get stuff, especially we watching Batman versus Superman. It's so frustrating to me to watch that movie because Ben Affleck's Batman is in it. And I know I've echoed that sentiment a thousand times on this show. I love him as Batman. Probably a million. He's probably Probably easily my number two as well. Like Justin said, he's so, so great as Bruce Wayne and as Batman. And we don't get enough of that. We get, you know, we've talked about a number of other Batman on the show at different times, but it's ostensibly it's a Superman film that Batman just got shoved in to because dc wanted to try to rush to marvel success instead of just doing their own thing which is something that we talked about way back in the early years of this show do your own thing and that's like if they do things like flashpoint and other things that we're going to be talking about of course that's great do your own thing fuck it you want to throw keaton and batfleck into the same damn movie and make it work as long as it's a good movie just do your thing joker proved if one thing Joker proved to DC that they can define their own path. They can write their own path here. They don't have to follow this Marvel formula. People are going to show up to the box office for something that's really, really good. And, you know, even if like it wasn't it wasn't necessarily my movie, I wasn't the biggest fan of Joker, but I do see a lot of why people loved it as much as they did. DC, I think, has finally learned those lessons from, like I said, from a Batman versus Superman where stop trying to rush. Stop trying to get ahead of the eight ball. Stop trying to rush to Marvel's success. Just do your own thing. Make quality movies. And you know what? If you want to just spit on that nostalgia boner for the people like Justin in the audience that just need a good stroke, give it to them. Just yeah. give it Listen to here. Don't just put me into that equation here. You know damn well if you see Keaton come out on screen in that suit I'll again. It. I'll get tingles, You're going to get it, too. I will. I'll get Everyone's tingles. Everyone's going to get it. I don't like... Listen, but I'm still more excited for the idea of a Flashpoint movie because I've seen, like, that that animated Flashpoint movie. Like, I've just... I've, I've never read the comic, but I've read about the comic. Like, and I love conceptually, like stories like that that just cross over dimensions and times and like you'd start playing with like fourth like fourth planes of reality like all this different stuff like i love weird fucking out there trippy shit like that and like i think if you want to start chucking i mean this is only the beginning of this thing too like realistically like if we're getting batfleck and we're getting keaton like they're going to start chucking people left and right into this thing i really feel like we're going to see all sorts of people like getting announced or getting getting confirmed or getting whatever the case may be i can't wait like honestly do you think we'll see do you think we'll see josh brolin's jonah hex no No, no, we're not going that Get out. far. I'm the, ol- I'm the only one Get that out. saw that movie opening night. You're in timeout, boy sauce. So, Seriously. so here's the thing. I mean, uh, Nick, I think you're absolutely right. I think um, j- just kind of playing de- devil's advocate here or uh, offering a different viewpoint. Um, I think movies like Joker and The Batman have shown that audiences are willing to accept that there are multiple uh interpretations of the universe which or, was always or, the weirdest thing dc's always been that way where they're super like no we can't like that's why batman has never appeared on the small screen in like a batman show because they well, were always he did like, for like two seconds as a as a kid with a really clunky shitty costume yeah, but in like in, in smallville like in smallville there was never a bruce wayne character because warner brothers was always like no we can't have a bruce wayne on tv and in the movies and i'm glad that they've kind of adapted to this more modern way of thinking like like but i have to ask you guys though real quick i have to ask this question um everyone's asking this online people want this motherfucker canceled ezra miller is still the flash yep so 
So how do we feel about that here on the Epic Film Guys? For me personally, I'm like, maybe dude had too, way too many drinks that day when he slammed that girl on the ground. I don't yeah, know. He, he assaulted her. But, um, but a lot of people are like, yo, he, st- he stole the Flash in this movie. He was he, like, he did an intro for fandom and everything. So, yeah. I mean, he's still uh, in the role. Do you think this is the studio's way of being like, hey, we... If I find it strange that they would do this if they really care about his version of the character that much. But do you think this is their way of going, hey, don't don't think about all that stuff. We're going to just bump up this movie with all the stuff that we know you love, like Batman. Like I'm, the sure it's something, I'm sure it's something that like executives probably sat with him and, and, and talked about or whatever. But like, I mean, I've seen that video, too. Like, I've I've definitely seen that video. And, you know, like you can't hear like audio or whatever. Like you don't necessarily know what was said or like what Yo exchange mama. Yeah, but went on. Like, like, I mean, mama. I get it. Like I get that he like pushes her to the <laughs> ground or whatever, but it's not like he like stands there like fucking wailing on her, like beating the shit out of her. No, you know, like, but again, it's extremely not like you'll see in an upcoming trailer soon. Like there's no real excuse it. for it, but um, I, I, I definitely agree. I don't I don't disagree. But I mean, like I said, it contextually like we weren't there like nobody yeah. was there and like you, you like you never know like i agree who knows with that. what who knows what that situation was like i mean if you you deliver something to me where it's like he's just sitting here fucking like wailing on her or some shit or like something that's like whatever but like you know he, he basically like you know kind of just didn't even push her to the ground like kind of like half it wasn't even like a half tackle it was kind of like a move her to the ground. I don't know. We don't know what kind of arm strength either. he, he but, has. So, we, so uh, as I was, as I was going to say before, deserve to be canceled way more than Ezra Miller does for, for that video, frankly. Yeah. Um, before we move on, uh, I just wanted to mention um, that I do think it's possible for people to accept multiple universes, um, which is why I don't think this movie is entirely necessary. I think if it wasn't even addressed, then we wouldn't need a movie that bothered explaining the connecting of all of these universes. Um, You know, so I I don't think this movie is entirely necessary, but um, to paraphrase the movie Dodgeball, uh, is it necessary for me to drink my own urine? No, but I do it anyway because it's sterile and I like the taste. So as long as the movie is fun... Dude, saucy. If we're getting a fucking Black Adam movie, give well, me that's a fucking break. Let Flash have a movie. That was he's had a successful TV segue. series. You know, like let, let let the character. I mean, he's one of the biggest comic book characters of all time. Sure. You know, yeah. so let let him have his movie. And I, I for I, my one, point I'm is, not, is it necessary for it to be a Flashpoint movie? And the answer is no. But that is like the big famous storyline in the comics. But if it's gonna get me Keaton's Batman. One that's more all time. you care about. If it's gonna, of course, it's all I care about. But seriously, <laughs> though, what other opportunity is that going to happen? Because we know all these fans in the world. Like, seriously, all the Batman groups that I'm a part of, all the Batman people that I love, that you know, love this show and the community that I'm a, a big part of, that I have been for so many years. All they keep fucking saying is Batman Beyond, and I'm like, dude, seriously, yeah. take what you can get. Just just take what you can get. And we're going to move on to more Batman-related content right now because we're going to talk about the only trailer that Nick watched leading up to this discussion, which is the first full-length trailer for the Snyder Cut of Justice League. And I just got to I, I gotta throw it to you first, man. I'm sure you actually watched it probably before myself oh, or leaked. saucy even watched so i saw it when it leaked it, i then... know it leaked i know it leaked because it, i we yeah that's well a, i think that's pretty what we much do. everything that's what we do fandom, but yes, it beside did. the point 
But yeah, I mean, I just uh, like th- this sums up my reaction to it. That's a lot of cum everywhere just everywhere and i just i i just i for whatever reason i just i was i was thinking about batman versus superman the other day for whatever reason and shocking wanted to watch it because i love it because it's great saucy (laughs) shut it and uh like i just Uh, i i you know i'm really excited i hated and i mean vehemently hated justice league as as a lot of you know those of you who listened to our review, Jake and Tom Conquer the World, uh, you know, Jake and Tom joined us for that review back in 2017, whenever that film came out. And I'm excited for Snyder to get to finish his vision to this film. This was obviously something much, much, much bigger in scope. It was part of a whole planned arc that was going to include, you know, Dark Side and Apocalypse and like, you know, all these different elements that basically just got completely scrubbed from the Whedon film, which was streamlined into an obscenely short two hours to introduce a whole shit ton of major characters and carry forth this whole huge subplot of all this and that and all the nonsense like it. Two hours, I, I can't dr- address this enough that two hours was ludicrously short for that Justice yes. League movie. But, and here's something I want to point out here because, like, Twitter, at, and I haven't read a lot of reactions elsewhere, but Twitter's like coming unglued at the seams because they're like, why the fuck are they remaking this? Or why the fuck are they putting this out? Nobody cares. Blah, 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 this, blah, 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 that. You know, we got but this Nick, other not to interrupt, movie. Not to interrupt, but the other side of it is people literally photoshopping Zack Snyder's face on the pictures of Jesus Christ. So you have both sides of the coin. Yeah, you do. It's <laughs> it's all it's all extremists. It's all super super Snyder stands or you know, super Snyder haters and people have already decided how they're going to feel about this movie one way or the other for the most, like those camps on Twitter doesn't matter. Like the fuzzy Dan's of the world, it doesn't matter. Or the Joey DiCarlo <laughs> is so wizard. Love you, Joey. But it doesn't matter what this film does. Like they just don't agree wholesale with the interpretations of the characters that Snyder has. They will never like this movie ever in a million fucking years. So like, I'm glad that Snyder's getting the chance to do his thing to 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 give us this broader story where we're going to see you know we're going to get to see dark side we're going to get to see the way fucking better character design of fucking steppenwolf steppenwolf i still hate the fact that steppenwolf is a thing but steppenwolf was only ever meant to be a lackey for dark side i'm pretty sure in like snyder's original version of it or whatever like it was rumored that dark side was just gonna fucking kill him at the end of the movie because he failed in his mission to like get the mother boxes or whatever the whatever the case may be like i'm i'm super black suit superman we get fucking cavill in the black suit Dude, that shot we don't that shot we don't oh, have man. to like, guys mm. we don't have to deal with the fucking the really really shitty cgi'd thing to remove the fucking mustache because Whedon decided he didn't like Snyder's take on Superman problem with. and wanted to reshoot the whole fucking <laughs> everything with fucking with Superman in the film. You know, like we don't have to deal with any of that shit. We're going to get a lot more depth. Even it's just going to be I don't know. I'm really really excited for it. I'm re- I'm really excited for it and it's it's kind of I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm really fucking excited for it. I know, I know I speak for Brad of the cinema guys too, because I know he's creaming in his jeans watching this trailer as well. It's just, I can't wait. I cannot fucking wait. Even if we never get anything else from this again, unless I, I would really hope that we get some kind of motion comic or some kind of animated follow up to tell the rest of Snyder's story, because I'd really love to see where it ends, including like his darker take on Superman, like that whole 
what dark future, whatever the fuck that whole thing was called in Batman versus Superman, which I still hate, by the way, it totally fucks the pacing of that movie because it's like this well, five minute dream sequence, but that's not, here, that's here's my question. Um, well, first of all, is this, is this not like basically justice league parts one and two, or is it no, just, cause they didn't shoot them concurrently. They didn't shoot them back to back. So then why did Zack Snyder make a four hour movie for just a part one? I mean, that's just that was just like the assembly cut, though. Brian. Brian, like, that was just the assembly. Rob cut. Zombie, no, when no, he made this is when he made his cut of Halloween, hour. he made a three and a half to four hour fucking cut of his Halloween movie. They shoot as much as they possibly can, and then they cut it down. I understand. So that, that's but what this he made. This is going to be a four hour long movie. They announced that it was going to be on HBO good. Max, four hour long episodes. Yeah, but why, why not? Good. I know why not, but like my my point is that concise storytelling is not going to be a, a major uh, facet of Zack Snyder's filmography. Most, most filmmakers, when, not they, going to be, when, they, when they create an epic movie, they shoot so much. How many times have you heard about Spielberg making a movie and it, it went over? I, under, like I understand what an assembly cut footage. is, but that's not what Good. this is. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm apparently that I'm, apparently I'm that's fine what with it as long as, him, as, long so. as, it's, as long as it's a well-told story. That's all I really care about. Here's what I think. I think the movie will be both better and worse for me because I am not a fan at all of Zack Snyder's grim, dark, ponderous, headache-inducing uh, view of the DC universe. I know a lot of people are. Um, however, I do think this will be a much more coherent vision. Um, the Justice League movie that got released into theaters is an abomination, um, and I would much rather watch Batman versus Superman again than justice league and that says a lot um because i hate batman versus superman one night, so one night when lois house was drunk he whispered to me and said i'd rather watch suicide squad over and over again than watch justice league again the the thing about justice league is that it is so obviously like transparently pandering and it was so um you could smell the flop sweat and the the um the full diapers of the of the studio executives that were so terrified about how the movie would be received that they released a movie that appealed to no one. So this movie at least will appeal to people. It will appeal to the Zack Snyder fans. So Nick, I'm thrilled that this movie is being released or this cut is being released for you and for the fans and also for Zack Snyder because he got royally fucked over. And I think for everyone in general, I think for people that didn't get a chance to see well, that's, the, the Whedon cut of, of, of Justice League or for anyone that hasn't seen any superhero movie for that matter, maybe someone that's just going to fall upon this movie as a miniseries and they may end up loving it. So it could be for anybody, Lois. I also think, yes, it's being made for fans, as Nick said earlier on in this discussion, but I think... It's open for interpretation. I think this this could be really good. We don't really know for sure. The we parts that I liked I about mean, Justice League were probably Snyder's the, parts. The better thing about it is, is I mean, realistically, like I said, you have. I mean, and the reason why, I mean, I, the reason why I have to imagine they shot so much footage, I don't know how much of part one and part two, like all that kind of stuff, because I don't think they shot both of the movies all together. I might be wrong about that. If somebody else knows more than I do, they can fill that in. But like, this is a film that introduces Aquaman, it introduces the Flash, Wonder Woman barely gets anything in Batman versus Superman, so it flushes her out more. It's got a huge subplot of the death of Superman. It's got so much other stuff. Well, Plus, you've got to introduce Darkseid, the whole history of Apocalypse. You've got to introduce Steppenwolf and the fact that it was cut down to two hours 
by Warner Brothers, it's like you said, they made a movie that appeals to exactly no one because they literally, they refused to move the release date because Warner Brothers executives didn't want to miss their year-end bonuses and they just didn't care anymore. And like another point that I wanted to make here, and I think this is something that's lost on a lot of people, like remember that Snyder wasn't like fired from this movie or Snyder didn't like quit this movie because he didn't believe in this movie or anything. His fucking daughter killed herself. And like working on a movie of this scale that takes as much effort as a movie like this does with as much effort as, as he has to put in, like his daughter was, his daughter killed herself. So he made the right choice for his family and said, no, you know what? I can't do this. I need to be home with my wife. I need to be home with my family. And like, I think that's lost in a lot of this whole stuff now, like people like on both sides too, like on both sides too, like say whatever you will about the weed and cut of the film. Like for that reason and that reason alone, like given the circumstances of Snyder having to leave the film in the first place, that's why I'm glad that he's getting a chance. Whatever this movie ends up being, it could be four complete episodes of shit, or it could be four episodes that are really, really great and do really, really awesome things. But at least he's getting a chance to come back and, and, and to tell that story again, because like I said, the, the, it's, it's not like the studio was just like, it's not like it was with like the Donner cut of Superman two, where legitimately it was producer and, you know, producers and executives fucking fighting tooth and nail with Richard Donner about everything and then fired him or anything like that. Like his daughter killed herself. Like this was a fucking huge tragedy that surrounded this whole movie. So I'm glad that we're getting it. I'm glad that we're going to get a good Affleck performance. We're not going to get that phoned in bullshit performance. We got from the re shoots we're and not he gonna looks get healthy too he, does. he did not look healthy in the weed and cut yeah because you could tell all the fucking reshoots like it, we, we made the joke back then with his fat flack because he looked so fucking well, it was. fat they cg'd his face they cg'd his face to slim it because it they was spent he, they reshot everything like whedon like literally went in and fucking he hate he didn't like snyder's take on superman so he reshot literally every scene with Cavill. and then that embarrassingly shit cgi that people on youtube in five minutes have done better than than fucking you know cgi artists because warner brothers didn't want to put enough money or enough effort into the whole it's just it was a complete shit show and it's 100 percent okay 80 percent warner brothers fault for the way that fucking that 2017 movie turned out the other 20 percent i put on whedon because fuck whedon but <laughs> well he, l- l- the last thing i want to mention though because we're, we're we could talk about this movie and this version of this movie forever it could be a whole episode into itself was the choice of the music the best choice? Yes. Absolutely. I, I don't think so, but I mean, because the song is horribly overplayed, but um, the, the song has significance to Zack Snyder, both personally, personally, yes, it does. and also yeah. as, as it relates to his career, which is so why I think, it's perfect. Right. So that's why I go. loved it, because I mean, it's I mean, literally, it's, it's also s- playing in the worst scene in Watchmen, but. It's, it's fine. <laughs> I love that sex scene when he hits the thing to the flamethrower on Archie, shoots out the mouth when he blows his load. That's don't you dare, Loy Sauce. <laughs> That's so God embarrassing. It. It, it's personal I, I for Zack Snyder. It it's, it's, it's big for Zack Snyder fans, and that really dials home the point that ultimately you can hate this film. You can hate the idea that this is going to happen, but literally this was because fans of Snyder and who wanted to see this were so passionate and, and, and fervent in getting this thing made that it's happening. So don't watch it. If you don't want to see it, fuzzy Dan, don't watch it. I love you. He, so, he will so anyway. Much. He Everyone's will. And he will shit it. on it mercilessly. I know he will. I'm going to go on shake and not nerd and kick his ass, but can just, I just mention a couple things before we move on? Never. Okay. Uh, first of all, I want to mention I that. Um, 
<laughs> First of all, I want to mention that I'm really glad that Cyborg is actually going to be a character in this because he was yeah. absolutely he a got eviscerated from the from the other one. Yeah, and there's a shot that shows um, Cyborg in the graveyard where I believe that Clark Kent is buried, and that's how I think it was supposed to play out in the original cut in the in the theatrical release. We got this embarrassing scene that was shot in like a completely flat angle of Cyborg and the Flash digging up uh, Superman's grave, and then making really awkward comedy. And it was just like I in the theater watching it for the first time. I'm like, this is a reshoot, and so we get to see that scene, and also. I think it's just going to be better on the virtue of the final line um, of the trailer where the Flash says, how are we going to beat him? He's probably fought, you know, uh, people on the thousands of planets that he's already destroyed. And then Batman, in true leadership Justice League fashion, says, I don't care how many demons he's fought in how many hells. He's never fought us, fought not us, us united. Yeah. Yeah. And God I'm like, where was that Batman in the original Dude, I version? I had goosebumps. I yeah. had goosebumps when I watched yeah, the trailer. No, that, that, so- like I said, it's it, and, and that owes all to the fucking reshoots that that Whedon did. I mean, I just love like, I love the shot. Like there's that shot of the black suited Superman, just fucking hovering over the city with, with Lois looking up at him. Like that's that I can't like when they, when Dude, they what about that, that shot still? with him, what about when they recreated the shot from man of steel? When he first, he first comes out of the ship after he yeah. puts the suit on with for the, the black first time, suit. they, yeah, with the black suit this time. It's the Dude. same shot, yeah. everything. The cape's billowing the same way. I literally almost cried. I'm like, yes, this is what I've wanted this whole time. It's, I mean, you know, I, you know, I mean they're, they're going to be, it's going to be all over the map when it comes out. People are going to be like, the Whedon version's much better. Fuck Snyder. We love this. This is great. Like I said, too many people have already made up their minds about this movie before they even see it. It could be yeah. complete and total shit. Zack Snyder's not flawless. He did an, after all, direct sucker punch. So... <laughs> he's he's not he's not sacrosanct he's not like invincible as a film director so he also directed batman versus superman don just which yeah which is is great excellent yeah yeah hush your mouth boy sauce don't forget what show you're on buddy boy daddy put you over speaking of so speaking of batman you (laughs) speaking of batman we're gonna go ahead we're gonna go into a break ladies and gentlemen because i gotta watch it i gotta watch the trailer and then i guess I guess we'll talk about it. We also have to give Justin time to uh, uh, let his boner go away. Yeah, go, go stroke it's that not, thing off dude, in the bathroom I've been real hard quick. the entire fucking time waiting to hear. <laughs> Seriously, let's just go, go beat that thing in the bathroom <sighs> real quick, so that way we can get a, we can, we can get through I this. I can't. Better. I don't have a picture of Battinson in the the bathroom yet. <laughs> God damn. So yeah, the Batman, Matt Reeves, the Batman uh, coming up right after the break, ladies and gentlemen, do not go anywhere. We got so much left from fandom to unpack. And uh, yeah, we love you. Thank you for listening. We'll be right back.
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so, so much again for listening to the Epic Film Guys podcast. If you love us, if you like us, and if you just want Loy Sauce to whisper sweet, beautiful nothings into your ear. You got to squirt that freely. Just like that. Then head over to Apple Podcasts. Please leave us a beautiful, wonderful, amazing five-star review. It really, really helps the show out. And coming up more toward the end of the year, more into the fall, uh, we're going to be coming up with some giveaways tied to Apple Podcasts. So it's your good opportunity if you're saving up a review make sure you get one in over there because we're going to be doing some giveaways related to apple podcast at the end of the year but i know i know justin your balls have never been so blue in your whole life especially related to this show it's time to talk about the batman so please justin take it away saturday was a big day Little did us Batman fans realize that we were going to get not only just a small glimpse into the world of Matt Reeves, the Batman, but we were going to get a full trailer for the movie, even though they've only shot a quarter of the film so far. Um, my mind was blown entirely. Little bats were flying out of my ears all night long. Um, I actually had a friend, a person in the game, if you will, um, send me a bootleg version of the trailer. And usually I don't do this. Usually I'm very against it, but it is the Batman we're talking about. And I actually saved the file and sent it to you guys. And you guys were like, I'm not watching a shitty version of the trailer. But we for have me, standards, I was out of sir. Well, yes. I want Mr. Have Dolby Vision. Listen, you got to watch it. You could have watched it on your phone with Dolby Atmos. That's true. That's true. I, I finally got a new phone after five years, and it has Dolby Atmos on it, for fuck's sake. But I watched the way, version. Channel... I don't know what Justin's talking about, but continue, please. Oh, well, you did, of course. Well, you're a dirty bastard, aren't you? Just but this out, shit landed fucking... and knocked people the fuck out, and for good reason. I, I, I can't even talk enough right now. I'm going to make Nick sit there and salivate let that spit gather in his mouth because he just watched the trailer for the first time. Loisos, you watched this thing. What? Come on. What did you think of the first trailer for the Batman? Well, just, I mean, in spite of the fact that the film is supposedly only 25% completed, it's pretty remarkable how just incredible this thing looks. Um, I think it's an expertly cut trailer, too. Um I get, we'll get into the it's meat such of an it amazing, a little bit. Thank you, fuck Nirvana. God, yes, yeah, something Give in the way. Nirvana, something baby. in the way. Oh, yeah, I love that song. Fantastic, but um, so that that sh that cut when he says, "I'm vengeance." Cut to the Batmobile firing up. Instant, instant chills. Um, what I love about this trailer, aside from everything, is the fact that. We get to see Batman working with the police as opposed to being, being a vigilante, which I think is fantastic because uh, Batman is the world's greatest detective. This should be about him solving a mystery, and that's exactly what this is. And I think the Riddler is a perfect villain uh, to to be the linchpin to hang that, that story on. And Robert Pattinson, I mean, perfect casting choice. I never doubted him ever when he was cast i was like let's oh, make this perfect. clear let, that makes let, let's just make this clear let's just make this clear all three of us have been in full support of the battinson the entire time 
Well, it's in absolutely no doubts. Hundred percent. And 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 that I, I'll take that as my cue to lead in with my thoughts. It's like, why are people surprised that this trailer is so good? Did you not see Matt Reeves, <laughs> Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, oh, and War from the Planet of the Apes? Did you not see Robert Pattinson in the Lighthouse? Like some of the great performances he's turned in. It's Matt fucking Reeves. Matt Reeves is an excellent fucking filmmaker. This trailer. So I watched this trailer. I loved this trailer. I really, really enjoyed it. But oh, guys, there it is. Guys, there guys, it is. I, I fully expected to love this trailer because it's Matt goddamn Reeves. Like, did I mean, seriously, did you not see Dawn and War for the Planet of the Apes? The man is an excellent masterclass filmmaker. The guy knows his shit. He knows how to make a great movie. You get Robert Pattinson, somebody who is, you know, going to be very, very committed and do really, really well in the role. He's given some fantastic performances. Every single element of this film is, is here as a recipe for success. So did I like a lot of what I saw visually? Absolutely. Did I love the scene of I am vengeance? Like when he just beats the ever loving fuck out of that thug. (laughs) loved it it's great there's a lot of great shots in this trailer but there was nothing in here that to me there was nothing in here that i was like shocked or surprised or like oh my god this looks so much better than i thought i already expect that this movie is gonna be fucking incredible because it's matt goddamn reeves and you people need to get on fucking board with matt hashtag and reeves we trust Hashtag and Reeves, and Reeves we, trust. we trust. Like I said, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes was one of my top 10 movies of the last fucking decade. It's a Shakespearean fucking tragedy with apes in it. <laughs> and he made a masterpiece out of that. It, like, he is a great it's fucking true. filmmaker. He is a great filmmaker. You need to believe in this duo of Reeves and Battinson. And we're going to get a trilogy of this fucking guy. D- dude, the, the, like the voiceover, the Riddler stuff, just man. I can't wait. I can't wait to see what more is going to get delivered to us f- from this movie. I mean, I love like any, any, and, and we talked about the, the, the reveal of the costume when we first saw the first photos of it and stuff and any reservations I had about seeing any of the still imagery, that thing looks like perfection in motion on the screen. It looks fucking excellent. It looks, it looks, it looks great. good. Um, I mean, I'll be honest with you. They better put Batson the one in the per- Flashpoint movie, too. I don't care. Get him in there. <laughs> no, that's what, that's what some people are already saying. Like, we we at least need a cameo of him there. But one of my one of my closest Bat friends is Sean Reeves, who I ordered my Batman 89 cowl from. This guy is the cowl master. I mean, this guy is the guy to are know. Are you a fan of 89? Everything about the suit. Um, A little bit. He's the only guy that's like, I hate the cowl. And I get it because the thing looks different. It's weird. But if you watch the panel with Matt Reeves, if it's 26 minutes of him standing in front of a green screen in front of that Jim Lee fucking artwork that they did for the movie um, of Battinson's Batman. He explains why he wants this Batman literally even less than fucking. I mean, we, we all know in, in Batman Begins. That version of Batman ordered like a fucking like a skull piece for his cowl that was already pre-made. So that's how why it looked a big and scowling and, 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 and mean. And this version, it's a leather fucking big bulbous head on, on the cowl, but I think it works for the movie. Like it looks like he made the thing himself. We obviously see this Batman is completely different from any other interpretation. And that's what I gathered the most from the panel and the trailer is he really wants to make this version. Like, listen, he knows Something y'all have seen every other version 
This needs to be so different that you can't connect it to the others. And I love, there's so many shots I love in this trailer. When he's looking over at the penguin in the rain and you see that wide shot of just him sitting there staring so angrily. And you can see it. This cowl has no expression at all. Zero. The, the, the forced scowl on the cowl is not there. But you can see well, which in his is eyes great because how it's angry gonna be, and hateful it's gonna he be is. More on, it's going to be more on Pattinson's performance his to eyes. deliver the emotion right. of the scene, which is which is great, and I really really applaud that. Yeah, I want to get back into into, into Loy Sauce here as well uh, for more thoughts on the trailer and everything. But I mean, just I, I'm going to watch it again when we're done recording the show on the big screen. I'm going to I'm, I'm going to I'm going to soak it in a couple of more times, and I'm going to really enjoy the imagery in this thing but i mean just initial like for like watching it from uh, there's this was a foregone conclusion people this was exactly i don't know why people are shocked that this trailer is as good as it is do you not well i think i think well i think Nick reeves is well i think for me at least i think we just weren't expecting a full trailer that's the thing we we had heard that we were going to get like a small glimpse i thought it was going to be like a sizzle reel or something smaller. I didn't expect for us to get a full trailer with music and the logo and the whole deal and shots like that. And the I think this was him perfect. Beating up I the think goons? this was the I mean, best thing that they whoa. could have possibly done. This was the best thing that they could have done because you've mentioned it before on the show, but you know, Pattinson has made different comments before about his fitness and about things like that, where he's, you know, not preparing for the role as physically as some fans would like. You know, yourself included. I know we've talked about that on the show. And I think that, you know, there was the negativity out there about Pattinson being the person that Pattinson is and approaching the role the way that he does that's rubbing a few fans the wrong way. I think this is a good move on Reeves' part. I said Reeves, I don't care. On Reeves and on Warner Brothers' part to put this trailer out because this shut everybody up instantly. And to show that that Pattinson can be... Uh, physically imposing and absolutely beat the shit out of a guy. Oh, absolutely. Brian, piggybacking off of that, tell me what exactly this is reminiscent of. Go back 31 years. Fans were rioting and picketing in the fucking streets. Mr. Mom can't be Batman. Beetlejuice can't be Batman. Fans were sitting there complaining. Now, there was no social media then. There was no, there was no internet then. So fans were literally writing into the studio. We talked about this. We've talked about this on the show a million oh, times. Yeah. But this is the same thing they did back in 89. They're doing here. Yo, motherfuckers, look at this. This Batman beats this dude basically to fucking death and then looks up in the rain and says, I'm vengeance in the most angry voice possible. Seriously, like that's enough to tell any Batman fan. This is made for you. We're making this for you to make this special. And Paul Dano's Riddler. I mean, we have to get into that. The riddle aspect, the mystery aspect of it. This looks like Chinatown. This looks like Nick's favorite movie ever made, which is Fincher's Zodiac. I mean, I know how much you love that movie, Nick. It's one of my <laughs> favorites, but Garbage. Dude, it's, a, it's a mystery. It's a mystery thriller action movie. That's what this is. It's not. It looks like. The well, that's right. we talked, comic book we movie talked about Batman Forever and we t- we we reveled in our love for that film when we talked about it a month or so ago on the show. Like we absolutely do adore that movie, but I'm ready for a more serious take on the Riddler that's really going to be like a good puzzler, a good head scratcher of a script where it's not just like silly kitty style riddles or, or whatever the case is in that. I'm really, really ready for that. And I think that that's going to be amazing paul dano's a fantastic actor so i think he's definitely got the chops to pull it off and i think you 
you contrast, and, and that's one of the great things when you think about great villains, when you think about like a Lex Luthor versus a Superman, or you think about a Joker versus a Batman or a Riddler versus a Batman. One of the great things that you can do in terms of villains is you have that great contrast of, yeah, you have that scene of him beating the ever loving fuck out of that thug and really showing how physically threatening he is. But the Riddler's not a physical force against no, him. It's all about the mind. His mind. And I man. love, it's all I about love his mind seeing here. that play out yeah. on film. And and I think if anything, when you talk about forever, I don't think that that's ground that the that forever that Schumacher really touched into. Not that that's his fault, but I just don't think that that film ever goes there as much as it really, really could. Well, back then we we, we know what the what history has done for the genres. We we know oh, that they all they wanted to do never, was sell toys. That, yeah. Yeah, they would have never been able to, to make that movie then. But now they know audiences will come in. If it says Batman in the title, they'll come in for anything. And that mature audiences, they want to see this kind of movie where it makes your mind 100%. turn. And it's going to take you to a different, different place. So, Lois House, I have to ask you this question, though. I mean, because a lot of people, you actually sent this to me earlier, this screenshot. People were actually arguing that that was not Colin Farrell as the penguin. Now I stand corrected. Cause I talked shit many months ago. Oh God. Said did that, you? The on-screen set. I told you, of Colin I fucking Farrell. told you, but, but, but then he went on late night and did like a late night talk show and admitted that he did extensive makeup. So we do see Colin Farrell as the penguin or as Matt Reeves calls him Oz in this movie. This is before he's the Penguin. He claims that all of these villains, this is before they are the Riddler, before they're Catwoman. We have to talk they're going to go Zoe through transformations, yeah. They're going to go through their transformations because this is year two for Batman. So Batman's only been out, this is his second year, still a vigilante, still figuring his shit out. I think this is going to be the first time we see the Batmobile in action, among other things. What did you think of the Penguin being involved here? What did you think of the look of the makeup and everything? Well, I find it hilarious that people were arguing with the makeup designer on Instagram about <laughs> whether or not that was Colin Farrell. But I, to be honest, I don't blame them because Colin Farrell is unrecognizable. I would not he have is. known it was him if it wasn't confirmed. Astounding makeup job. Yeah. Dude, after you sent me that that text earlier, I looked at Mike Marino, who did the makeup on, on Colin Farrell's his Instagram page and I saw it and it's like, people are like, that doesn't prove anything. And he's like, dude, I did the makeup on him <laughs> for the movie. I did the makeup. It's him. It's him in the makeup. That's right. the character. And people are still like, that doesn't prove that he's the penguin. I'm like, dude, fans, seriously, circa 2020, you're really going like, to argue with the guy that did like the makeup for the fucking fans. movie. I know, but it's, it's crazy. But that's what, the, that's what excites me so much about this movie is that, I think this looks more realistic and even more grounded than the super grounded Nolan movies. Is that even possible? If this looks well, more grounded, I mean, he's driving like a, a muscle car with like no I windshield think, in it. I think there's a there's an aesthetic difference, though. I mean, when you when you look at, you know, a film like the Nolan films, like it wasn't just the look of the Nolan films that grounded them. This film can still look the way it does and have more fantastical elements. We maybe just, it's like Loisa said, this film is still not even in, in post-production yet. There's still inactive production on this film. Like, I think, have they gone back to shooting yet or not? I think they may go in a couple to. weeks. They're going to. Weeks. Okay. Yeah. Cause that was, that, that's what, that's what Pattinson's, uh, his video message for the fans was. I can't wait to get back to production in a few weeks. Yeah. I mean, so. like literally like, you know, it's it, seriously like this is a film that's still in production. It could still, have more fantastical elements it doesn't the look and feel of the film like isn't just necessarily dictated by this trailer like it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be more grounded than a nolan film or whatever or 
conversely, it could be Warner Brothers knowing what worked, knowing that people loved that Nolan take. Even still to this day, people still like revere the Dark Knight, you know, and, you know, to a lesser extent begins and rises in, in, in some parts and whatnot. But, you know, maybe it's maybe it's it's Warner Brothers being like, hey, you know what? Fans aren't over this super realistic, grounded take on Batman. Let's go back to that. Well, let's get a great filmmaker in Matt Reeves. Let's get a great actor in Robert Pattinson and let's craft something around it that's going to look and feel amazing. And this is just scratching the surface. Like it's just the beginning. So I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see the movie. I just want to see it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, we, we talked a little bit about the, the penguin. I'm excited to see Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman as well. I love oh, I the fact. Wait. I love I, Zoe Kravitz. So this is not the Catwoman that she's going to become maybe in later movies if she appears. Um, this is a very early version. So I love the fact, the little touch, that her hood that she wears makes little ears. little ears. Yeah, yeah um, which is even more lo-fi than the goggles that Anne Hathaway wore to make yeah. ears in The Dark Knight Rises. So, um well, we see your kick at Batman, though. They have a little skirmish. That's, so right. that, that's good enough for me, at least. I mean, at this point, I'm like, I'm fine with that. I'm open I really, to this, this interpretation. I mean, Returns touched on it a little bit, like like very briefly, but it really didn't do it like in character. Like, I'd love to see the Reeves films really explore the romantic angle between those characters, even though she is very much an anti-hero slash villain. Like, I'd love to see them toe that line even more, like if she comes back for the future installments as well. Uh, and uh, Zoe Kravitz is a fantastic actress as well. She's great in Big Little Lies and other things that I've seen her in. So, I mean, again, this uh, th- this is why, again, like I watched this trailer and I knew how hyped Justin was for it. I knew how excited he was to talk about it. And I knew yes. he was coming in his pants watching it. Bro, I already paid for my tattoo to it. get the Batman logo I tattooed watched on it, me guys. And, and I, like I said, <laughs> everything I saw in that trailer was just a reaffirmation of things that I already knew. This is what happens when you get a Matt Reeves and you get a Robert Pattinson and you put them together and you tell them to make a Batman movie. That's as simple as it is. This movie is going to be excellent. I really, really have that great feeling. And I hope, you know, Reeves, well, his script for war let me down like in the slightest bit, but I mean, war, that's maybe only because I revere Dude, you still let's make, let's make it clear though. You still really, I really enjoyed war. that. Movie, I loved though. war, but you still it's, it's probably it. because I worship at the fucking altar of Dawn of the planet of the apes. It is a fucking masterpiece. So I w- was inevitably going to be let down by war for the planet of the apes regardless, but still these are two unbelievably well-made films just in in terms of their technical aspects the performances from the actors that reeves is able to get out of his actors trust in matt reeves there is no reason for you given his pedigree for you not to believe in everything that he is going to give you with this movie open yourselves up to it it's gonna be incredible get ready for the fucking ride it will and and i'm gonna i'll leave it at this because i could keep talking about we have two more movies to talk about real quick here but I'll say this much. I can't wait to see more of Alfred. We hear Andy Serkis's Alfred's voice in this trailer. I can't wait to see what role he plays. We obviously see that we're back to a bat bunker. It doesn't look like we have a bat cave here. Um, but we see the panda eyes 
on Bruce Wayne for the first time, they're actually going to acknowledge that, yo, dude, he puts makeup one of the on underneath things, the cowl. One of the biggest things that annoys me about Batman Returns is that fucking shot at the end of the movie when he takes the fucking cowl yep. off and he's like, all of a sudden it cuts to that shot in the mask and you can very clearly Makeup's see gone. the fucking eyes inside of the cowl. Bandit eyes are gone. Pisses me nope. off so bad. Well, I think it was just supposed to be an illusion back then. They didn't know how to handle it. Now, after how many movies since then, you know, we've had, you know, Kilmer, fucking Clooney, Bale, and Affleck. It's like, well, we have to acknowledge that he wears makeup under his eyes. And now I'm hearing people make fun of him like, oh, it's Robert Smith. It's the cure, Batman. This is this looks like the crow. This is way too gothic. And I'm like, dude, Batman is fucking gothic. Where have you been the last 35 years? You know, like, let him be that character. He looks angry and mean and upset this is the batman i want to see young batman the possibilities are endless with this so yes of course i'm excited it looks amazing i haven't seen a better trailer all year actually i would have to say in a long long time so i'll leave it at that we have to get (laughs) we have to get onto two more movies though loisos so going from batman to you know we're, we're going off a cliff in terms of quality but uh Oh, it's fine. It's fine. We got the trailer for Wonder Woman 1984. It looks fine. Um, Pedro Pat, and that, and that that and that that's what I keep hearing from everybody. Really, is that how everyone feels? It just looks fine. I thought the trailer looked I very think, exciting. I and, think the and problem very with fun. Wonder Woman 84 is this movie already should have been out. This is one of those movies that got delayed because of COVID. So we already all should have seen this. So it's one of those things where we're all just kind of like. We've got Wonder Woman blue balls at this point. Like we just want to have seen the movie by now. I, I feel like I have seen the movie. Like w- w- the the trailer did not offer me any real excitement in terms of like wow I can't wait to see it. It's just like I can s- practically see the movie in my brain um, already. It does look very very formulaic and very very generic. Yes. Pedro Pascal's blonde wig is a war crime, and we as a society cannot allow it to happen. Listen, I'm just saying. <laughs> Kristen Wiig looks awesome as Cheetah. She looks fantastic. I, yeah, I we like did that get they a lot more Cheetah in this trailer, song. which I was which I was very yeah. very excited. Kristen for. Wiig's gonna have the exact same story character arc as the Riddler and Electro. It's the same character. It's the same motivation. When she transforms into Cheetah, granted, I mean the movie hasn't come out yet, but they've had mon- months to work on the CGI. It looks like a cat sequel like it, it, the the cheetah cgi is weightless it looks like she's when she's scuffling with wonder woman it looks like she's jumping around like gravity is no object it looks like tom hooper's cats well, had see, a baby had a baby with the moon fight scene from superman 4 the quest for peace oh, holy fuck oh my I, god see, here's, he here's where i agree with you though i'm i'm concerned about this film because I, a lot of other people really really loved the wonder woman film that we got you know, after Batman versus Superman came out and Hello, Suicide Squad, I'm here. Everybody mm-hmm. was super fucking. You keep quiet. Uh, <laughs> he's sticking his tongue out, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, everybody was super high on that Wonder Woman film, and it has some great iconic scenes in it. Like the No Man's Land scene is yeah. instantly like iconic Classic. cinema. Yeah, there's amazing stuff in it. Pine and Godot have amazing chemistry. There was a lot of good Pine Godot stuff in this trailer as well. And I'll make this. Uh, I don't mean to interrupt, but if you did not have Chris Pine in this movie, I feel like there'd be there'd be nothing to it. Because yeah, I'm fine nothing. with them figuring out a way to bring him back. Fine with it because like that. Those are the best parts of this trailer. Even is again. He and Godot the parachute pants back and forth. Yeah. yeah, I I love it. But the problem, <laughs> the problem, Wonder Woman, like the original film, it has one of the shittiest third acts in 
comic book movie history. Uh, that fight against Ares is horrible. If that's what we're going to get more of here, and I think that might and be I what you're ducking into, Loisos. Yeah. I think that's what you're ducking into with so much CGI. All this weightless, just nonsense. Like, it's just noise. bombastic for yeah. the sake of being bombastic. Virtual, visual noise. Yeah, I. that's what I'm concerned about watching this trailer as well. Is like, are we going to get more of the first two acts of Wonder Woman, which were incredible? Or are we going to get more of the third act of Wonder Woman, which was a giant CGI shit show? I think, um, I think we are, because from parts in the trailer where you can tell are earlier on in the film... There's spectacular stuff going on. That action sequence on on the freeway, that looks super cool. That looks like classic Wonder Woman. Whereas, uh, you know, obviously I feel like that cheetah fight is going to be a third act, you know, Mm. uh, scene. So um, it's not wholly encouraging, but we do get really cool stuff. And I love the fact that it's set in Washington, D.C. as a Washington, D.C. native. Um, I love how we see the Lincoln Memorial. There's a fight that apparently takes place in the White House. So there's cool, there's cool stuff that I'm looking forward to. But I just regret, I just regret that we didn't go down to like be part of the filming. Like yeah. I should have went in for casting on this shit. It's all good, yeah. you know. But we'll just uh, saying. But it's, it's cool. And I thought the I thought the trailer I thought the trailer was exciting enough for what I mean. It's it's not a huge improvement over the first trailer, but I mean Blue Monday. How are you gonna I'll say this. I'll say this. I Godot was born to play this role. It's very, very clear. Yes. She's yes. excellent in this role, and, and this trailer only further proves that. I can't wait to see more of what Godot does. I can't wait to see more of what she does with Chris Pine, but I'm really, really worried that this is going to toe the line too much, especially when seeing a trailer for Matt Reeves the Batman, like, after seeing that just now. Like, that looks so fresh and it looks like like it's going to go to so much depth in a character and i know we haven't gotten any other big screen adaptation of wonder woman before but i'm really concerned that wonder woman is just going to toe the marvel line and just be that kind of generic superhero blockbuster that we've gotten so used to with the mcu that it's just going to feel pointless to us like we're just going to be like yeah godot is great and we love all the godot stuff and we love the pine stuff but in the end it's like yeah this is just rather this is just the same old same old in terms of superhero movies well, we know and, patty jenkins has signed on to do the third wonder woman movie and that after that she's done yeah i mean so she signed on to do a third I just, movie so. i just i don't i don't know so I'm, it's happening I'm, I'm 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 cautiously optimistic like i really want it to be better than but I, I agree with Loisos though. Like some of those CGI shots and some of those fight shots and stuff like that. Like it Look doesn't fill bad. me with yeah. It it doesn't fill me with a lot of a lot of uh, hope because yeah, like you can say whatever you want about Wonder Woman and you could say all the good things about those first two acts you want. That Ares fight is a fucking embarrassment. It was horrible. I'll say to this watch. much though: horrible. I'll take any new movie right now, and I'll definitely take Wonder Woman eighty four right the second in theaters. That would excite me like no not, like nothing else, basically. I think it looks good enough to excite me. I liked the first one a lot. I think it's one of the be- better comic book movies of the last 10 years. And uh, what it is what it's going to be. So, but yes, after watching the Batman trailer, you could use that line from Ledger's Joker. You've changed things forever. There's no going back. After that movie comes out. It will be the new breed of the comic book movie. It's already the, the Marvel era that's is already the, basically run its course. That's it's one of the done. Things, There's though. new things out now. The new Watchmen show, the boys, everything else that we've been seeing happen. Dude, it's Watchmen, Watchmen is so good. Like if you've not seen the HBO series Watchmen, holy Excellent. 
fuck. And if you've not seen The Boys either, because I finally binged my way through it and I really want to do something for patrons before season two comes out, which is, I believe, September 4th. Very, very soon season two is going to come out. Season one of The Boys is incredible. If you have Prime, you're doing yourself a disservice. I don't know how, why it took me so long to get to it and why Justin and the Sauce still haven't seen it. You guys could call me late to the game all you fucking want, but holy shit, there are some scenes in that that, I mean, legitimately, and, and it takes a lot to shock me, but there are legitimately scenes in the boys that my jaw fell the fuck open because I was I was just legitimately, not even at the at the shock value of the scenes themselves, but at like the characters went there. Like the writers took the characters to those places and the actors took those characters to those fucking places in the performances. Like Homelander is like another fucking level of a superhero. I'm doing air quotes, audio audience. Jesus Christ. I mean, if you've seen the boys, you know what I'm talking about. Tell them. If you've seen the boys, you know what I'm talking about. But I mean, it, it's just, yeah, there, I that's the, one of the biggest things I take out of fandom. And we still have one thing else to talk about here. But when you see something like and the Snyder cuts its own thing, I don't even count that as part of this. But when you see things like what Reeve, what Reeves is doing with the Batman versus Wonder Woman, it's like it's almost like new school versus old school. It's almost like. The same lessons they learned from Joker, like we're going to take and we're going to do whatever the fuck we want. We're going to let this property be whatever it's going to be. That's very much the feel I get from Matt Reeves, the Batman. And then Wonder Woman really and truly feels like we're making a comic book popcorn blockbuster that fits into the comic book popcorn blockbuster mold. Which I guess is fine. Which is fine, and I'm sure the movie will be fine, but I want movie studios to take risks and make great movies that that really challenge, that really challenge us. Not not play it safe. Fuck playing it safe, man. You yeah. had the Joker. I mean, I, I did not like Joker, but like it's a great fucking scene when he legitimately just fucking shoots Robert De Niro in the fucking face on live TV. It's my that least movie. favorite part of the movie, but I, I know what you're saying. But the, okay, it's the least favorite part of the movie, but the movie had the balls to go there. Yes, I agree. And that's, you know, like, I mean, seriously, like, that's the kind of comic book movie that I gravitate more toward. That's probably why I'm a bigger fan of the Snyder stuff than, than not. I know Loy Sauce, calm the fuck down. All of that mean-spirited violence just gets me so excited. I, that's why I love the trailer for the Batman, but that's why also, yeah, I kind of, like, the Wonder Woman trailer felt like... Same old, same old. Like, this is a comic book blockbuster. Golly gee, I can't wait to see that. You know? And it's it's great to see, like, the character in terms of what the character means for, for little girls. Like, it's great to see how inspirational Gal Gadot is for women. Like, you know, and women should front more of these types of films. It absolutely is the case. But just give them, don't, don't tout that you have, oh, you know, it's the first, like, it, that was the same thing with Wonder Woman. It's like, oh, yeah, it's the first female-led blockbuster comic book film it's like yeah and it's the same as fucking 50 other comic book movies it's no different make something that challenges something that changes the genre that makes a difference out there that's uh that's what i hope for i mean hopefully wonder woman's better than i feel like it will be but i mean seriously worst thing i watched this weekend including what we're going to talk about Next, Loisas is Justin. Justin's wearing a Jason Voorhees face mask. Uh, it's he. Well, you it's you, August, you start, but he's already in horror mode. But you, you were talking about the boys, uh, and so we'll move on to another uh, property about 
super-powered people behaving badly. We have the Suicide Squad. James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. And um, I think we all can agree that the Suicide... Or, or rather, David Ayer's Suicide Squad um, sucked. <laughs> right? I think we can all agree on that. Yeah, I swear... I swear I've got a sound drop on here that that's perfect for it. We're just going to play this one because I can't find it. You're not my fucking mother. I don't know why. Denny in the room just seems perfect for that moment. Sure. Suicide Squad is f- fucking trash. Yes. Holy shit bad. If you want to go back in the archives, go find me saying you don't want no beef because I've said it on this show a billion <laughs> times. Kevin Samson, your little Joker, Joyce. Kevin Samson and Dan of Netflix. <laughs> he came well. on. We had both of them on for Suicide yep, Squad. It was it. a great review. Yeah, it was man. amazing. Check it that out. Was a in fantastic the, in the back, episode. Back, 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 back archives. But amazing. Suicide episode. Squad fucking sucked. Absolute right. garbage. And and you could tell while watching Suicide Squad that it was neutered, that it was cut to shit. Oh yeah. Um. And in the and wake that- of. The reception to Batman versus Superman. Right. And and in the desperation of them wanting to be like a Marvel movie. Um, also, yes. The, the behind the scenes sizzle reel that was shown um, at the DC fandom um, was reassuring to me in that they're letting a director make a movie the way that they want. And I think that is really encouraging. I think I know Nick has feelings about James Gunn as a director. Um, I think oh, James does he. Okay. We'll get to that. I think, <laughs> I think that James Gunn is the perfect person to direct a suicide squad movie because he comes from trauma. He comes from slither. He comes from super. Um, you know, you, this is super is a movie that has rain Wilson braining a guy with a wrench. Okay. Like, <laughs> This is who we need directing a Suicide Squad movie. So, I mean, we have just the D list of the D list of tier of characters, which I think is fantastic. That's exactly what Suicide Squad is. You get a couple of heavy hitters. You get Harley Quinn. You get, well, initially, uh, Deadshot was supposed to come back for this. And Will Smith, for whatever reason, did not. And so Idris Elba was cast. But then they changed it so that... Um, he plays Bloodsport instead and that Will Smith could come back in a future movie if he wanted. And I think that's fantastic. But anyway, you get a couple heavy hitters and then the rest is just people like Polka Dot Man. And Nathan Fillion plays Arm Fall Off Boy, who I swear to God could detach his limbs and beat people with them. I swear. And I can't wait to watch that on screen. So uh, it, these are fun characters. You have Weasel, which is like this rabid, mangy, bug-eyed freak played by Sean Gunn. I think he's going to be a scene stealer because like, it's so bizarre and so off-color. It's exactly what we need. And we're talking about movies that take chances, movies that are weird but can still be crowd-pleasing. I think The Suicide Squad can be that movie. I don't disagree watching the little featurette that we watched. Uh, I love, like, for the love of fuck, can we please... Can we get John Cena some bigger shirts, if only so I don't have to feel so much less of a man when I see him? No, you have to work harder. You have to keep working harder. I'm doing P90. I'm busting my fucking ass, but holy shit, is that man a fucking human specimen? Jesus Christ. 
no, finally, it's good to see him in this movie. It's, I'm glad to see him part it's of really, this. And, and he, he finally made his way. In, you know, I have thoughts about time. this. I have thoughts about this feature out. Like, I am not a fan of James Gunn whatsoever. I hate the first two Guardians of the Galaxy movies. <sighs> I am not a fan of them at all. And like when they, when they talk in the film about oh this film is going to have James Gunn humor, I'm like I'm going to want to kill myself in the fucking theater when I have to watch this piece of shit. Like I'm not excited for it in that respect, but but. I'm at least open enough to this idea. If you let him play in his sandbox, like if you would have given us the film that Ayer originally wanted to give us and not that neutered, bastardized, cut to shit thing. Like, again, it was it was the studio with a knee jerk reaction to Batman versus Superman that was like, we have to try to make this as much like a Marvel movie as we can. So here, go do a whole bunch of expensive reshoots. We're going to chuck a ton of music in this movie so we can try to pull a little bit of that Guardians of the Galaxy mojo and whatever. So now they reached out and this was in the 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 limbo of Gunn being fired by Disney before being rehired by Disney to direct <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Right. Whatever, but if it works, it works and I'm a big fan of of Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. I love her. And hey, Jai Courtney, it was the first movie that he was ever in that I was not like holy fuck you're terrible as Captain Boomerang. I mean, that counts for two of us. That was the first time we yeah. actually sat in a review together and said he didn't ruin a movie for yeah, us. I, I'm just I'm, like, I'm cautiously optimistic. I want to be more optimistic, but I am not the person that like loves this James Gunn stuff like Guardians of the Galaxy. I know he's bringing that kind of pedigree with him. And I know you're. it's almost like DC is looking for a mirror of what happened with guardians of the galaxy with this movie. It's a whole bunch of no name people that literally nobody knows anything about what the actual fuck is a polka dot man. Nobody knows aside from the seven people out there who have read the comic book, all of whom wrote it. I'm sure, but could it, could it be magical? Could it strike gold? Could it really, really hit? Is this going to be rated PG-13 or R? Do we know? I think it's confirmed R. If it's R, if it's R, if it lets the movie go there, like, I think that that's one of the greatest things. Like, I think it took DC enough time to find their footing where you can have a movie like a Joker where it's rated R and you understand, you realize that audiences are going to respond to that kind of thing and the audiences want that kind of thing. I think if you give this an R rating, because then you're going to have that gore and that more adult humor where it's not going to be pandering to 12 year olds like Guardians of the Galaxy does. Like, I think I think I'm cautiously optimistic. I could actually rate a James Gunn movie positively after this movie comes out. Can you imagine I liked enough of like the cast seemed really into it. I liked the cast interviews and stuff like that as part of the vignettes. I liked the behind the scenes shots. Like what did they say? Like it's an apocalypse now of superhero movies or whatever. Like I'm like, that sounds fucking incredible. Well, and, and if I'm, I only watched it a couple times. This is a real, I don't recall seeing a single green screen or if there was then like for backgrounds only stunts explosions like that's what we get a lot of in this give and that us the practical me. stuff but we also get mm. a cgi character king shark we see him eating a guy putting a picking up a guy putting him in his mouth i can't wait to see that i cannot wait to see that so i also love, love the fact that um as a suicide squad movie should be and exactly why they populate the movie with these d-list characters they're gonna kill off 
a lot of them. There's an interview. I, I can't tell who it is. I don't know if it's a producer or one of the actors, but he says, basically, don't get too attached. So no one's safe. There's going to be a lot of people. Yeah, dying that's part of this. the featurette. Yeah. And the featurette was the best thing they could have released since we don't have a full trailer for the movie yet. I agree. I loved seeing all. All these new characters, which, yes, Nick, I've never heard of any of them. I haven't read a Suicide Squad comic either, but the cast looks great. It looks very different from what we've seen from other DC movies in the last five I'm years not as lie. well. So I'm not going to lie. More exciting to me, and I, I, I will I hopefully will get to play it, but I, I, I don't know if I will. But there was also a trailer for a The Suicide Squad game which is being made by Rocksteady, the same people that made the Arkham Asylum, Arkham Knight, and Arkham City, and all that, like those move, those games. So looks like they modeled their Harley right after Margo. Yeah, I mean, it, it's gonna be. It sounds like Tara Strong. Though. I'm pretty sure they got Tara Strong to do the voice for the for the character in the in the in the in the game. But like that could be really really excellent. Like Suicide Squad is poised to be a property that, you know, people have the taste of that first movie in their mouths. I get it. Go into it with an open mind. I'm going into it with an open mind. I am again. I am not a gun fan. I'm, I'm looking at it like fifty fifty. Like I hated Suicide Squad and I hated Guardians of the Galaxy. Like I, this movie is one hundred percent set to work against everything I could possibly love. But I really, really hope hearing the passion in the actors' voices as they talk about it, and hearing even Gunn's passion as Gunn talks about being so excited and like calling this like the most balls to the wall or whatever he called it movie he's ever directed. Like I, it makes me at least a little bit excited. And you're exactly right. Lois saw seeing all the stunt work. That's what the focus on in the feature up was all these stunt like explosions and all these different things with tons and tons of people on wires. Practically. Yeah. All this wire work, all these practical effects that's got me on board more than anything else. That's what makes they me basically give them my ass launch. They're giving they him carte blanche to, here, and that's they what's exciting to. me the most right now. How do you not? Because they, well, they, they came to him. They came to him to make yeah, this movie. They went to him and said, like, oh, we want another fill movie. Fill in the numbers. We want another movie fill like that numbers. David Ayer Suicide Squad movie. Nobody's fucking going to see that shit. Nobody wants you know, to see Dan that well, movie. They came to his, you know damn well they came to his house with fucking Warner's executives and just said, hey, just hang out, man. And they just put it in check in front of him and said we just want you to make a movie well again this was the perfect the number and that that's perfect how it timing it's great i'm glad because because he, he he had made some tweets 12 fucking years ago this is why again cancel culture is a good thing on some hands but it sucks on other hands you can like if you made a tweet 12 years ago that you were immature and just made a dumb tweet do you deserve to be canceled for it not That's in a whole case. different conversation, but uh, it's a different conversation. But again, this is when Warner Brothers like Gunn was fired from Guardians of the Galaxy. They 3, jumped on that. And Warner Brothers was like, dude, what if we got James Gunn to direct a Suicide <laughs> Squad movie? And they fucking jumped at it. And he was all for it. He was on board. <laughs> Wasn't it within weeks? It was, I don't remember it was that so well, soon. but I feel it like was it was so within soon weeks. afterward. It was so soon and that again, this could be. I'm going into it with an open mind. Uh, everything, every instinct I have as a film lover, as a as a as an audience member, going into this has me poised to dislike it. But I'm excited nonetheless. I'm excited nonetheless. I don't know. So that's it, basically, ladies and gentlemen. You got a heavy, loaded DC filled episode. It's not as thick as Loisos 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 is going to put on Batman versus Superman but, Ultimate Edition right after we're done recording. I can feel it in his I moment. own it. I'm going to make it come over. I, I, Justin gave me the digital code for it, so I've watched it. 
uh, digitally when we um... no, but since since I've seen the trailer for the Justice League Snyder cut, I'm definitely gonna get Batman versus Superman on 4K Ultra HD, <sighs> and you're gonna come over and watch it with me. Uh... You'll be forced to watch it. I'm excited. Uh, I just want to mention the Static Shock movie. Um, I they announced a Static Shock movie at DC. They announced uh, fandom, it, yep. and they I, also had an animatic. It was just an animatic for the Black Adam movie, of course, starring The Rock as Black Adam. Which he's been trying to get this movie made for like ten years. <laughs> I mean, it's it's legitimately, and people online are complaining. Oh, he doesn't have the pointy ears. He doesn't have the accent. Who, Who cares? Fucking cares this there there has never been an actor better primed to play black adam than the rock and i can't wait to see that movie live in the flesh and the way that the animatic makes it seem i was really worried they were going to tow the anti-hero line of his character way too much uh i don't necessarily think they're going to do that he's like they needed a hero instead they got me like black adam is a villain that has anti-hero tendencies i think we're going to get some hopefully a little bit darker stuff out of out of his black adam maybe i don't know we again we saw no actual footage because nothing's been shot yet but we did get to see that animatic which was nice no no you name me one actor that could that is more poised to play black adam than the fucking rock i mean in general i'm just happy to see him as part of it considering he is for the second year in a row the number one most bankable male actor in hollywood he just so, superhero the movie. There's XFL, a reason, dude. <laughs> I know he just fucking bought it. He owns that shit now. So, a superhero. I mean, who knows if it'll go anywhere? A but... superhero movie starring Dwayne Johnson would make boatloads of cash. It really, really would. So uh, let's see. Let's give give me this DC. All this build up, all this nonsense. Give me a Superman movie with Cavill coming yep. back and have him fight fucking the Rocks, the Black Adam. There it is. I think that's the movie. What we all I think want. is I think fight I think after there. we get Justice League, I think after we get the Snyder cut, I think then is when and we've heard the talks, oh they're in talks to keep Cavill on for the role. I think that once fans especially, but I think people really like especially on Cavill's take on Superman maybe they're not the biggest fans of Snyder even Loisas you can probably even say this yourself because you're not the biggest fan of Man of Steel or especially Batman versus Superman you still like at least like Cavill in the role of Superman I love Cavill in the role of Superman which is one of the big reasons why I can't stand Batman versus Superman because it gave him absolutely nothing to you do except stop it I swear to god he just you stands there and it. broods the entire movie he does nothing um, which is why, like, when I saw him, I in jo- never hated you more than I hate you right now. <laughs> Look, we can have a difference of opinion. I know. I know, I know. Um, which is why in Justice I still League, love you. which is why in Justice League, when he showed up, I was like, "Yay!" Like it gave me like a little fleeting like bit of excitement because it's like finally he's allowed to be Superman. Um, it wasn't Snyder's vision, and that's why I'm excited to watch the Snyder cut to see what he does with the character. Because again, all this stuff with Cyborg, the whole. Sp- subplot and the whole promise of him being an actual character as opposed to window dressing and and which is what superman was arguably in whedon's cut too um i think we can see a vastly improved movie um will it be suited to my taste because we all know i'm not the biggest fan of what snyder does with his worldview and his universe uh i mean in in the trailer we see like there's a shot of like an apocalyptic hellscape and there's like the sweeping shot of like gray tinged destruction and a city in ruins. And I'm like, we're, we're going to get more of this. All right. Please but- <laughs> give it 
all to me <laughs> right now. I swear to God, I don't. Please, can okay. Whatever happens with Justice League, I don't care. Please, for the love of God, give me Henry Cavill as the Injustice Superman. I want it's what we all. Want. I want to see him rip the Joker's heart out and become a fucking megalomaniacal dictator who legitimately like and i talked about it a little bit last week when we talked about mortal Kombat with 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 duty but i mean in in especially in the injustice comics the like the year zero through five he legitimately beats green arrow to death with his bare hands (laughs) i need to see that movie i need to see the injustice i don't care like i i love the snyderverse i want to see more of that too i don't i need injustice on a big screen I don't care. And I love Superman. I love the Boy Scout. I love the hope that that character inspires, which he does in Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman. Fuck you if you disagree with me. Uh, But I desperately, that is also a character that comics have done it for years and, and, and video games now with Injustice, where what if Superman went the wrong way? What if Superman went the other way and the Joker detonating a nuclear bomb after tricking Superman into murdering his own pregnant fucking wife. Like what does that do to somebody who has godlike fucking powers when he snaps? Like, dude, that is so, so ripe for exploration on the biggest screen. I want it. I want it more than life itself. I really fucking do. I will never watch another superhero movie again. If we can please just get an injustice movie. I don't care. <laughs> I'm so sorry I've gone on for so long about this. So, Hollywood, if you're listening, which I know you are. Somebody in Hollywood is listening. Please make that one dude. That one dude. Please make Nick's wish come true. But fandom, fandom as itself, like overall opinions, gentlemen, like what your takeaway from fandom as a whole, because I was very, very happy. Even the stuff that I'm more middling about, like Wonder Woman and Suicide Squad, I am, I'm there. I'm on board. The Suicide Squad. You forgot the the. It's very important. I'm going to drive to Virginia and I'm going to take a belt and I'm going to flay you in the ass with it. For once, it ain't going to be me whacking you with it. For me, my overall opinion on fandom was amazing, actually. It's the one film-related event so far this year that I actually got excited for. And and that's the thing with COVID. With COVID, we've gotten lots of awesome stuff. All we've we've heard for fucking months and months and months is delay, 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 delay. And now we've actually gotten like new footage, new trailers, all this new information about all this stuff to come. I mean, the only thing I've gotten so far this year is like that mini Mm. like 30 second teaser for Halloween Kills. And I'm like, oh, I have to wait another year for that. You can pay 30 fucking dollars. This was amazing. You can pay 30 fucking dollars to watch Mulan on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, Marvel, they're, they're going to be scrambling to come up with footage uh, for fucking, their own I'm event. I'm baffled. I'm still baffled at what Disney... 30 fucking dollars. I get it for families. I understand it if you have like a family, like three kids or whatever, and all those people would have to pay for movie tickets and whatever. Like, I'm never paying $30 to watch Mulan. Never in a million fucking years. You can go fuck yourselves. Ever. Ever. I don't care if Loisos literally says it's the best movie he's ever seen in his life. We'll be reviewing it on the show either way, but it has to happen. But here's the thing. I'll buy the shit on 4K Ultra HD. If you're giving me the disc 
with the DVD and the that's blue, what I extra Blu-ray and the if fucking you give digital me a code, code. If I'll you buy give me a code to watch that it forever much, digitally that's how much and it costs. a physical copy, I'll pay thirty yeah. fucking dollars. I'm not paying. That's how much it costs if you I'm buy a brand new. I'm not paying thirty fucking dollars to have a rental for it yeah. as long as I'm a subscriber I'm of Disney either. Plus. <laughs> so you're basically yeah. making me subscribe to Disney Plus, pay eight dollars a month or whatever the fuck it is i already subscribed to it and i'm still not paying the extra amount i mean i'm I piggybacking off of uh, dan from movie. netflix and swell so i'm not paying for it but you know i'm not paying 30 fucking dollars for Mulan. Dude, what the f- shut up shut up i'll <laughs> buy that shit and give you the digital code <laughs> i want to see it too like i really want to fucking see it but 30 fucking dollars 30 fucking dollars Look at his face. Look how mad that makes him. $30 is obscene. It's obscene. I get I, what the- I, I paid $25 to watch Scoob, so I guess the joke's on me. Well, you are- I think I spent- You are- well, um, That's what the epic film guys do. I spent that mm. much, too, so I could watch it, so I could review it with you. That's how much I care you about the people I, that listen to the show. I spend my money on kitchenware instead. Like, I just spent $100 on a fucking knife set, like- a couple days ago so we won't really talk about that but i really need a new knife set because the ex-wife took it when I, I she mean, left i just so. spent money on a big condom because i have a <laughs> gigantic dong this is say, what are you, are you, are you shoving a dildo in there along with your dick because mm, you ain't seen nothing yet <laughs> on that note <laughs> Yeah, does that mean it's time to wrap up for the show? Justin's <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Halle- I'm going to watch the Justice League trailer again as there soon as is. this is fucking over. That movie looks... Oh, I can't wait. I cannot well, fucking watch wait. that. Then go watch the Batman trailer five more times because that's how good that, that Batman trailer, trailer is. is. Excellent. Hashtag... I can't believe fans... Justin, you said it earlier. Hashtag in Matt Reeves. Reeves we trust. In Reeves we trust. Seriously. He- Dude, you you saw those fans movies. Have already looked at you that saw those Planet of the Fucking Apes movies. Like you saw them. I know you fucking saw them. Most people saw them. They were hugely successful. They really want to continue those movies too. And you know what else ruled? Mm. Cloverfield. Cloverfield also. I was going to say Lois House is a big big fan of the first Cloverfield. I saw that shit that in shit theaters was opening dope weekend. AF. Dope yeah. AF. And now you're going to get a Batman movie from that dude plus. <laughs> Also, I would, I would recommend to fans, highly recommend to fans, uh, go on to YouTube and watch, people have ripped it, but watch the panel with Matt Reeves that he did for the Phantom event, because he answers lots of questions, including like how why the bat suit looks as different as it does, why the Batmobile looks like it does. You know what's funny? Like that all these characters are early entries you know what's of even funny about that Reeves you'll see later on. Is that he even put out a tweet before the Batman panel. He even put out a tweet because he knew the trailer leaked. He's like, I'm really happy for all of your quote unquote excitement. Like he knew the trailer leaked. He knew people had already seen it, but he's like, just wait. Like we've got more in store for you. You'd have no idea yet. Guys, get on board with this movie. I can't imagine anybody out there who is a a Batman fan. Fuck. No, fuck Batman. Who is a film fan who is not over the moon about this trailer because it's an excellent fucking trailer i mean it's been trending for like three days in a row so it's going to keep trending because marvel's out already out of the picture they don't have anything big on their slate this is the biggest what we're eventually we're gonna get black widow fan right now just saying this is the big deal right now this is what people have to look forward to and hopefully dc it looks like they're gonna be 
towing the line and they're going to be coming in with their stuff and maybe they'll take over. Who knows? But it's a lot to look forward to. And just as film fans and film lovers, film critics, the epic film guys love talking about new content and love talking about new trailers and movies that we're all excited about that you're excited about. So we're so thankful that we have the opportunity to do that tonight together as a full epic film guys. Team oh yeah. And for you to listen to oh, it yeah. upon release. Day. Oh yeah. Loy sauce. Loy sauce. We're uh, Yeah. <laughs> We're on the social medias or whatever. We are on Can the social please? medias. Yeah, tell them. Tell them. That's what next go, Nick was going to tell you. That, go to the Alamo. Right? Go to the drive-in <laughs> at the Alamo at whatever the address is in One Loudon. Right, it's One Loudon. That's right. Go to Alamo. Go to the drive-in. Support drive-ins and support your god of podcasting, ladies and gentlemen, because he's there working tirelessly to put fresh and beautiful movies in front of your eyes and uh, now you're going to die well i don't think that was called for but i hit the wrong button on the soundboard but loy sauce yeah let them know uh where they can find us out there on the web when you're not driving to one loudon to see a movie at the alamo drive-in thank you nick uh you can listen to us wherever you listen to good podcasts on your favorite podcatcher uh podbean iTunes, and be sure to leave us a five-star review on iTunes while you're there. And also, you can follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at Epic Film Guys. Feel free to join our fan group as well, the Hopesters Dumpster, facebook.com slash group slash Epic Film Guys, where you can join in the conversation. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. Hang out with us. It's fun. It's a good time. I mean, Justin's part of the group as well, so I mean, you got to deal with that too. So, oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just posted about that they're rebooting the Urban Legend franchise. Oh my God! See, that's what? in the group today. Wait, I see that's the wait, conversation wait, 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 you can have with me. Wait, the what? Urban Legend. This is something Nick. Nick is not aware. What the aware fuck is of. the Urban Legend franchise? Nineties slasher films. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so this is what we have to look forward to in October. This is what it's going to be. Uh, that's right. Urban Legend full <laughs> retrospective the entire series. <laughs> We're done, ladies and gentlemen. I don't even this, know. This... Words have failed me. We love you. We love you. Thank we you love for you listening. So, 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 so You guys much. are amazing. We love you. Thank you so, so much out there, everybody, for listening, for supporting the show. Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, Mortal Kombat Annihilation with Judy and Sam from Movie Reviews and 20 Qs is happening, apparently, because Sam demanded that it happen basically and then i posted it in our group chat and lois was like if we have to <laughs> i mean eh. we're gonna say a lot of what we said in the mortal Kombat episode with annihilation but uh we, we i feel I, like it'll be a lot louder and a lot angrier so. uh, yes i was gonna say if we're if we're looking for lois is just he's just upset because he wants to review the the spawn movie you I want will to talk damn about that sure movie. talk about that fucking Spawn movie. Violates a girly man. Yeah, John Leguizamo was <laughs> great in that movie. Look, two years. It's going to be the anniversary, so we can talk about we can talk about Spawn. There you go. Lois <laughs> is committing himself to reviews two years down the line, ladies and gentlemen. We love you. We we'll appreciate still be here. you so so much for listening. Um, I, I again. As we deal with COVID and as we deal with the changing atmosphere around movies, AMC plans to open some theaters at the end of August or into September. We've got Tenant, we've got Bill and Ted, we've got a bunch of stuff. But at the very least, Justin and the Sauce 
We'll be able to deliver you some takes on some new films or whatever the case may be. We're still going to do anniversary stuff. We're still going to do whatever the fuck we want because we're the epic film guys and we don't give a solitary fuck. We're going to give you whatever and... We are the movie podcast your mother warned you about. It is true. Justin's wearing the tank right now. Justin's wearing the tank. Head over to our Redbubble store. Link is down in the show notes. Pick up one for yourself. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, we love you. We really, really appreciate you. You out there, you make epic film, guys. What it is. We love you. We appreciate you. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. For myself, for Justin, and oh my god, I just spilled my fucking whiskey. (laughs) For ladies and gentlemen, the god of podcasting. Thank you so, so much, everybody, for listening. Until... Next time. <laughs> oh, wrong episode, right? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> we'll see you uh Right, we're seeing you somewhere, Hoy Sauce. Where are we gonna see him? At the movies. <laughs> <laughs>